Hi. From a vanity desk in my room next to a pink salt lamp and some mushroom coffee, welcome to 36 Questions to Fall in Love with Abby. miniseries, I explore the 36 questions to fall in love, a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron, popularized by the New York Times essay by Mandy Len Katrin, with six men I barely know. If you've never heard of the 36 questions, definitely go back and listen to the intro episode. You can find that in my podcast archive. Anywhoozle, let's get to it. I went to meet Jack at his studio apartment in Los Angeles. He opened the door, and we exchanged pleasantries about his new apartment, the weather, work. He has nicely styled sandy blonde hair, blue eyes, and a kind smile, and a full beard. He offered me a drink, but said he only had IPAs in his fridge. I'm starting to think this is a trend. I cracked open the can and took a drink, calming my nerves. We set up the equipment and sat close to each other on the couch. Testing. Yeah, look at we got waveforms and everything. Yeah, waveforms out the wazoo. Okay. <coughs> Clear the throat. Yes. Red um, leather, yellow leather. Do I get to ask any questions? Yeah. We go back and forth. It's fun. Oh my god. Welcome to ABR. Always be recording with Abby <laughs> Rosamom. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Do, do I'm listen, stealing that. Do you listen to what's it called? Um. Uh, Dax Shepard's armchair. Armchair, yeah, yeah, I have in a- the past. Yeah, he always says ABR. Always be Does rolling. he? Yeah, oh. when, in the beginning, because they're always like, oh, oh, are we rolling? And he goes, ABR, baby. Always All right, rolling. so I can't steal it. N- no, you could totally, you just got to make sure another podcast isn't called that. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Oh, my God, I just realized, like, you're going to be listening back to this and hearing, like, all my, like, swallows and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah, over and over again. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, right. let's start. So I had a thing that I wanted to ask everyone. Mm. So first question that I wanted to ask was, what does love mean to you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Starting out strong. Yep. And I'll say, I'll, I'll give my answer, too. I feel like there are different kinds and types of love, but I think love oh man dude that is so hard um <laughs> asking the hard-hitting questions at abr media oh god damn hitting right to the gut i can go first too no i kind of want you know no because that, then i'll be me cheating i feel like loving someone or something it's all about caring on a deeper level for something or someone other than yourself where you feel connected to it, where it touches something deeper inside of you, of your core essence of who you are down to your soul. Uh, I think the word love gets thrown around a lot. Like, Oh, I'd, I'd love to see that movie rather than simply saying, 
I love podcasts. Why do you love podcasts? Because I feel heard or seen or understood or understood or I learned something new about the world. Um, I think beyond that, there's the levels of what it means to be in love with someone, of falling in love, where falling in love is for sure when your logical side of your body just totally yeah. neglects reality, reality, <laughs> red flags, what have you. Mm-hmm. And you go flying full blown on emotion and being in love with someone I think is a moment in time where nothing seems better than the connection you share with someone in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. There's lots of different types of love. Um, I don't want to just steal your steal your answer, but I think that love is. Well, you wanted <laughs> to go first. I wanted to go first. Love is, um, to me, it's unconditional and it's really taking someone for who they are with like their faults and all, and then being there for them when when they need you the most. And so it's not like putting someone on a pedestal thinking they're perfect which I think happens a lot when like you're first falling in love with someone and you're like oh my god this is the best thing in the world I just want to spend all my time with them which is a great feeling but then when that fades the real love is you know you can just be on a couch eating Cheetos in like your pajamas and still think they're the best thing Mm. I do I do like that approach that mindset that love kind of transcends social norms, expectations, um, and all those kind of mindsets. Because you can also deeply love someone both platonically and romantically. Mm-hmm. And I think of all the friends that I have, or even like family that I have, that not only I love platonically, but they love me, is very much a, hey, I understand that you're a human being, you're going to make your mistakes. It's kind of your own life. And mm-hmm. I'm just very thankful to be a part of it. And, yeah. and it is the whole thing, the unconditional thing. I, I like that. You know, I always have to remind myself that because my family sometimes forgets unconditional yeah. love. <laughs> and they go, you suck in this moment. You're mm. an idiot. And I go, oh, I hate you no. so much. Um, no, but it, it, I'm just mm. teasing. I'm the, I'm the youngest of of three sons so okay that's uh, a lot of tough love it's a lot it's a lot. a lot of pressure oh an immense amount but i love them because they force me to constantly try to be a better version of myself yeah by constantly criticizing me for who i am <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's cool i like that question thank you yeah it's a little daunting but i feel like it adds it creates like an environment where you're starting to talk about deep stuff yeah, way to way to have a good icebreaker there, girl. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay. One question number one: mm. If you could invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? Um. Tom Hanks. Yeah. I love Tom Hanks. I think he's America's sweetheart. But you've never heard anything bad about him. Yeah. He's figured something out. Whether it's it, well, he's figured out probably who he is in many ways. 
you've never heard a bad thing about him because he treats everyone with respect. Um, he's such a huge name. He's done so many movies from just being making a fool of himself and being goofy to being really serious and melodramatic. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, just seems like an amazing energy to be around. Yeah. He seems great. I remember when he yeah. got COVID, him and his wife, and everyone was like, no, mm-hmm. not them. Yeah. And that made it real for a lot of people. The world is going to cry one day when Tom Hanks dies. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. He's no. Gonna he's going to live forever. Yeah. yeah. He's immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would... I think I would want to invite um, my grandparents when they were my age. And then we all have a fun dinner and get drunk together. And just like we can hang out on the same plane, you know, like socially. Because mm-hmm. I always grew up them being a lot older than me and like they were my grandparents. But I just want to know what they were like when they were younger. Damn, your answer is better than mine. That's cool. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I didn't tell you that you could do like any person dead or alive or. Yeah, at everyone any time always period. does go with like famous people. And. Well, yours is good. Yeah, no, I'm happy with mine. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But yours is really good. Um, Because <laughs> it, you know what's funny is the moment you said that, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that with my grandparents. Like, I love my grandparents, but um, I would want to do with that with my Uncle Bob mm. because he's just so cool. But love it would that. also be interesting to see him when he was younger because i'd be like oh you're kind of a reckless guy yeah <laughs> he partied for sure yeah don't get me wrong it's all not, like my grandparents weren't saints but i think it'd be interesting i don't think any of us are the best people. no i don't think so <laughs> we all have a dangerous side. for sure um okay number two would you like to be famous this is a good like segue into what we were talking about mm. um and then in what way if why is if yes why is this a segue because i'm a big deal <laughs> because you were like everyone chooses people famous to talk to go to dinner with but yeah you're a big deal oh, thank you thank you thank you yeah um i want to be well respected for my craft same of the same answer yeah mm-hmm. i i've just heard and seen too many stories about people who are famous who can't live an honest genuine lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, i mean it goes back to what we were talking about with love of just idolizing and putting people up on a pedestal uh and so then people set certain standards and expectations and the moment you f- you know make it failure or you know fail in any way misstep people judge you criticize you try to tear you down because people love underdogs so in the beginning, they go, wow, look at this rookie. They're coming in hot. Mm-hmm. And then after a few years, they're like, ah, tear him down. Um, right. Unless you're Tom Hanks. Uh, unless you're <laughs> Tom Hanks because he deserves all the love in the world. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's my answer. Y- your answer as well. Yeah, I, I don't want to be famous because I wouldn't want to go to like a coffee shop and, and not get a coffee or that just sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. Like before COVID, they were basically people on that level of fame. I feel like we're already living in isolation and they can't go to a grocery store or like a gas station and buy a normal thing without people commenting on it. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a fun way to live your life. So I was listening to the radio a couple of weeks ago and like, and during the commercial break or something, 
They said, in breaking news, uh, uh, Katy Perry was seen at the store shopping for groceries. <laughs> and I just thought, who cares? Horrible. Leave her alone. Let her live her life. Yes, she is a normal human being. I'm sure most times she has an assistant doing that. But, yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe she's just like, God, I just want to go, you know, yeah. pick up some cereal. Like, yeah, by myself. And yeah. Like, not, not going to lie, if I saw Katy Perry at my grocery store, I would be like, oh, my God, that's that's Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. And I would fangirl a little bit, but I wouldn't, like, go up to her and be weird. Well, I think there's also this mindset that everyone has where people who have achieved great success, especially famous people who have immense talent, people consider them cut from a different cloth, which is mm-hmm. not true at all. They're normal people with insecurities and failures and mm-hmm. fears. They have just focused on themselves and their pursuit of their craft over uh, what people think of them. Yeah. It's like the stars are just like us thing. Except for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Except for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The next question before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? That's for me to know and for you to never find out. <laughs> Um, you have to answer. <laughs> you must answer the question. I was about to say, I never signed some sort of contract <laughs> before this. Um, yeah, of course. Every I, time? No. I have done it before, but I feel like over the years, I've stopped doing it as much. Uh, the reason why is... One, I want it to I want it to be a natural skill set that I have. And so the more you sit and rehearse, not only do you overthink it, but I think in many ways it requires you to then rehearse every conversation that's important. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to be a master of just simple communication, you should be really good on your feet. So and I've learned a skill set that I have is I'm really good on my feet. Um I'm just a personable person. I'm just, I'm just the shit. I'm just the best. I'm just the best for all the listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I used to though. Uh, I probably Mm -hmm. rehearse more conversations than I'd like in my head. Not phone calls, but just conversations. Yeah. But that's everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. What about you? I think, I used to be so afraid of talking on the phone when I was little. Mm. I would just be like, no, don't make me do it to my mom when I'd have to call someone that I didn't know, like the pharmacy or um, an office to make an appointment Mm -hmm. because I was so shy. And I then when I moved to L.A. and I worked in entertainment and all you do is talk to random people on the phone that you don't know. And like you have to try to get information from them. But it has to come off as like just a fun, fun, friendly thing. Yeah. That really helped me get over the fear of talking to strangers on the phone and just talking on the phone in general. So, yeah. The idea of fear, we're going to go deep. The idea of fear is literally being afraid of something that doesn't exist yet. It's something that's you fa- mm-hmm. that you've fabricated in your head. It's never reality ever yeah it never actually happens nope the thing that i'm really afraid of never happens 
never happens. But uh, you know, a potential process is doing the okay and then what and, and okay and then what constantly. Mm-hmm. So you go, okay, what's the worst get that could happen? Okay, and then what? And then mm-hmm. once you get to the you know worst case, worst case, worst case, you're like, you either you know decide like, oh, that could end me up in jail or something. You go, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, w- you know, in many ways, the other side, what's on the other side of fear, but freedom. So, mm-hmm. wisdom. This is so deep. With Jack Horner. This is a great podcast yeah. already. Um, yeah, I read somewhere, listened somewhere, that if you take the worst thing that could happen and then the best thing that could happen, it's usually going to be somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. that it ends up. Oh, yeah. It's never, like, as crazy as you think, and it's never as good as you think. It could be, but, like, more often than not, it's just going to be the boring medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's good. But yeah, I, I do rehearse sometimes if it's like an important call, if it's an interview, obviously I'll like make bullet points. Um, Funny enough yeah. for, for my interview for this podcast. Beep. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. So redacted. Um, but for, for the most recent, for the most recent interviews that I had to do for this job that I just got, it was such a great feeling that I pretty much went into every interview winging it and just really? flying off the seat of my pants. Yeah. Cause I realized well, one, I went in for a freelance editor position, and then the second round of inter- interviews, they said, hey, would you want an a- associate producer full-time gig? And I was like, I was just flattered, and in many ways, I recognized that they really wanted me from that, just that simple upsell, yeah. and I went into it just honestly feeling really confident and not caring, yeah. and I think it was because it was an opportunity that I had never thought about. And as it came my way, so you didn't have fear for it. I didn't have fear for it. Yeah. I wasn't overthinking so you, yeah. it. I, I didn't have any fear because I, there, there were no stakes mm-hmm. um, until I got to like the final round of interviews. And I was like, Ooh, I kind of want this. But even then I was like, but relax, you've gotten this far. And my best self, I mean, I feel like everyone's best self is when you just kind of come to accept who you are and be at peace with it. As opposed to like, we, we always want to, Oh my gosh, I'm going so deep into it. We always want to like pursue a better version of ourselves and change ourselves. But at the same time, I was like, I'm just going to go in and like, we've all lied in interviews. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I always say I know how to speak French, Mm, but I haven't, yeah, but I haven't spoken French in like four years or like learned French. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I, I was um, fluent at one point. Wow. Close to fluent. Are you serious? Oui. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm just not anymore. Yeah. Damn, that's impressive. Um, yeah, but yeah, I. It was the first time that I I went in and I was like, I'm not really gonna rehearse what I say, because. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought. I learned through pitching for my movie that people don't buy what you sell as much as how you sell it. So mm-hmm. in an interview. Sure, yeah, you got a good resume and stuff like that and your experiences, but it's just ha- simply how you present yourself. Yeah. That's all that matters. So, like, on a phone call, it's like, sure, you could say certain things, but it, I think it's more important how you say them. Right, and a lot of times, like, in this industry, too, they already know that you're qualified. Like, that's why they chose you. They looked at your resume. They know that, like, you're smart. But then the interview is more about if they vibe with you and if they want to actually spend every day with you. Exactly. And if you get along with them. Yes. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's all about the people that you spend time with. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're here. 
wasting your time with me. (laughs) No, you're a big deal. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's why. Yep. I forgot for a second. (laughs) It was a split second. I was scared there for a sec, (laughs) but we're back. We're back. Okay, question number four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Um, I can go first. Unless yeah, you go first. I'll this go first time. for a change. Yeah. Um, I think that I would get like good sleep the night before, so I'd, I'd wake up well rested. Cool. And optimally, I think it'd be like waking up with someone like a partner, because it'd just be nice, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just kind of. Just nice. because. Yeah. Um, and then I would, I think it would be nice to do like a little morning yoga class. Mm. Not that I do yoga very often, but it seems like a good thing to do, um, to be centered and then get outside, like go for a hike or a nice walk in nature or do a workout class. I guess I already did that with yoga kind of, um, and then like have good food, like brunch and, um, this I'm I'm thinking like if I was in LA, Mm. yeah. Uh, so you set limitations set, to your perfect day? I already day. set limitations. <laughs> um, this is like a perfect day that could happen. It's not like mm. I go to Italy and whatever. I, I could do that, but. See, you're not living your life to your fullest potential for the perfect day. Then I guess I have to change my answer. You have to change your answer. You want me to give mine? Yeah. All right. So mine, wake up next to my beautiful partner. <laughs> uh have amazing wild sex oh my gosh we're off to a great start um pet my dog that i don't have to take care of but is always there oh yeah (laughs) and super cute always a puppy Mm -hmm. yeah always a puppy that's a good one i like that uh get up work out meditate find my center uh realize and look around at my beautiful four thousand square foot (laughs) cabin um in a beautiful uh, a lake house on a beautiful lake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's say like in Vermont. Yeah. Something like that. Or like, I don't know, Austin, Texas or something. Right. I mean, I grew up in Illinois. Oh, so okay. Lakes in Illinois are fantastic. Um, okay. Wake up my kids who are perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They've already done all their homework and made their beds and yep. they're beautiful. They have no mental issues whatsoever. Yeah. Um, no insecurities. They're confident and high achievers and all that jazz. Um, we have some friends over. Um, and we jump on the boat and the couple jet skis. We drink. We eat some Subway sandwiches. Listen to some Jimmy Buffett. Um, Margaritaville. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Straight to my heart. Um, <laughs> that is love right there. That's that love. is love. That's unconditional love. That is unconditional Jimmy love Buffett. for Jimmy Buffett. I've accepted <laughs> his flaws and all. Um, and then, uh, yeah, ended off with like chilling in a hot tub, playing, oh, playing like yard games and stuff as we like do a cookout, mm. making some like chicken sandwiches, making some fries. Little cornhole? Uh, yeah, cornhole, yeah. all that stuff. All of it. Okay. Um, Sounds great. Yeah. And then like, you know, probably doing a bonfire. Oh, honestly, like playing like ghosts in the graveyard or hide and seek with the kids. That'd be super fun. Uh, and then end the night, like, I don't know, either chilling and talk. Yeah. Chilling and talking. Cause like, I love watching movies and TV, but when it comes to like a perfect day, I think the perfect day requires you to be 100% present in the moment. 
Like mm-hmm. you get to the end of the night and you just want to either like sit and talk with your partner or with your friends or whatever. And it's those moments where you recognize, oh, like life is fleeting and these moments are few and far between and they're special. And so you have to really savor them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, somewhere in there, I get the best sleep of my night, like you said. So I'm going to steal that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my perfect day. That sounds so nice. Really happy for you. Hey, thanks. Um, Never had that know, day in my, it, in my entire life. So <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> that just puts mine to shame, I feel like. Um, I'll redo mine. So I think I wake up super well rested. I slept amazingly. I had the best dream. Mm. Whatever. Awesome. And then wake up with a partner. Wild, crazy sex. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then I... Um, I go out to my shed in the backyard because I have a huge backyard and <laughs> it sounds like you don't know where this is going, but I go out to the shed and I do pottery for like an hour or two mm. and I make like really cool bowls and plates and stuff and put them in the kiln to be fired. And then I swim cause I have a huge pool and then like there's a dog there that is mine I'm stealing your thing, but um, it's okay. Yeah. And then, um, then I go out to like some excursion with friends. I don't know what that would be, but I do some like fun activity. Pick something. Maybe I go and like see whales or something like that Mm. out on the boat. Okay. Yeah. Or like dolphins. Do you get seasick? No. Okay, no cool. seasickness in my perfect day. Right, of course, of yeah. course, of course. Um, and then, and then we go to like a brewery. That's you good. can't change your answer. No, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm with my closest friends, and they all compliment me, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so amazing." <laughs> um, and then I say how much I love them, and it's so beautiful. And then. We go out to dinner and then we go to a bar or like a club and I drink, but I don't get too drunk and I'm not hung over the next day at all. Mm. It's just like a perfect cruising, drunkness. Cruising altitude. Yeah. Um, and then I go back home and yeah. Crazy go wild sex. Cl- crazy then, wild sex. Yep. Yeah. And then go to sleep. Exactly. Have dreams of Tom Hanks. Yeah. Perfect. That sounds like a great day. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving on. Number five, when did you last sing to yourself, to someone else? To someone else? Yourself and or to someone else. To myself? Uh, like an hour and a half, two hours ago. <laughs> Beautiful. What did you sing? Do you remember? Uh, electric Guest More. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I would know sing it, but I don't want to embarrass don't myself. Don't sing it. It's yeah. fine. But I actually was like longboarding to move my car on the street. And I was like, screw it. Nobody's around. But if people hear me, who cares? I'm living my best life. So oh I just yeah. started singing it. Nice. It felt good. I love that for you. Yeah, thanks. What about you? Um, Yesterday I was driving and I was singing in the car. Mm. Yeah. Was it liberating? Yeah, it was super fun. I always forget like when I'm driving that I can just sing and no one can hear me and Oh, yeah. I've also it's witnessed fun. people like, look, you know, cause sometimes you're sitting at a light and you just like look around and you like catch somebody mm-hmm. just in their moment. 
And I've also, I've had people like go like, oh, kind of awkward. And yeah. Just like look down, embarrassed. When people see me, I don't know, I kind of like simmer for like, I don't know, by like 10, 15%. But then I go like, I'm never going to see that person ever again. Yeah. I don't care. It's liberating. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it to any of your you, you listeners out there. <laughs> and then also last night, I remember I was playing guitar oh, and singing. Guitar? Yeah. Oh, how many years? Um, Since I was nine. So. Whoa. How old am I? 25. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're 25. 14 years. You're like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. What's your favorite song to play? Um, Probably The Needle and the Damage Done by Neil Young. I don't know it. I'm not really good with names, to be quite honest. But It's um, fine. Do you know Neil Young? Yeah. Okay. It's just really fun to play. Where is your guitar right now? It's at my apartment. Oh, my God. Do you not have a guitar? No. I wish. You should always have a guitar on hand, just in case someone is around you that can play it. Mm. I should probably learn how to play. I actually yeah. learned for a little bit, and then I was like, seems like a lot of work, so, <laughs> so I stopped. It's hard, it, mm-hmm. but it's fun. It's like the most travel, travelable mm. instrument. That's why I wanted to Besides maybe it. the flute. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Don't learn how to play the flute. <laughs> I, I just think of uh, Squidward. Um, right. Hmm, maybe I should learn guitar again. You should. Um, okay, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? I'm, like, all in on mind. Yeah. I don't care about the body. Like, yeah. if you're, if you have the body of a 30-year-old, but your mind is, like, 90 years old, that's that just, yeah, that. That's kind of fucked up. People will come up to you being like, hey, what, what's up? Do you want to like go to the cyborg convention? And you're like, I don't know what like a cyborg is. <laughs> you chose cyborg convention? Out of all the things people would invite you to go to, you chose cyborg convention. <laughs> I'm thinking convention. of the future. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would pick mind as well. Cause I think, I, you know, I, it, oh, I mean, if you choose body, I'm not going to judge you. No. Well, maybe a little bit. Hmm. You know, actually I pick body and I think the reason why is just knowing myself. I am my super best shallow. Yeah. Super, mm-hmm. sh- super shallow. No, I think I'm be- my best self when I'm super active. So, cause like also like let's play the game in this scenario where like you have whatever money you want to live the lifestyle that you want. So if I'm, if I don't got the brains, but I got a body, I'm like amazing. Let's, I'm, I'm going to go snowboarding all the time and just be present in the moment. Why? But how could you go snowboarding if you can't, you don't even know how to like strap your feet into the shoes. Maybe I'm thinking in terms I, of like if you have Alzheimer's. Yeah, I was about to say I know some pretty competent ninety-year-olds. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, think of like a ninety-year-old's body that you're like, oh, oh just <laughs> right. waddling around all the time, as opposed to, uh, 
Yeah, I've met some 90-year-olds who are point. like uh, just slow. They're just slower. They're forgetful. But I don't know at the same time. Yeah, I would take I would take a 90-year-old's mind and a 30-year-old's body because then I could just go and be I can live forever. <laughs> yeah, not only live forever, but also like older because they move slower, they probably don't overthink things as much to be quite honest. And they have the experience of 90 years. So they're humbled. They're grateful. Yeah. And they're mature. They're mature. All those things. Well, I'm, I'm super, super no, mature. But I, I, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> We're just to the, to the beginning of these <laughs> questions. We'll yeah. Learn my we'll see by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My grandpa's like 94, almost 95. And his memory is insane. It's mm-hmm. like still trap. He'll just like rattle off names and everything that he has ever done. He like remembers it, but his body is 90, whatever, five years old. Wow. So if I had his mind, then yeah, I would do the body. I learned recently. There's no such thing as a bad memory. It's in the sense that like, it's just an untrained memory. Mm. Like I have to admit, I'm one of those people who constantly is like, Oh, I have a bad memory. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But it's also probably because I get distracted. I'm in my head a lot. Yeah. Wordle. That that might help. Wordle? Do you know about Wordle? No. The whole thing is taking the world by storm. Wordle. <laughs> it's a word game. I don't oh, okay. know. What it, it's I don't tra- know I trying saying. to improve your memory? Not really. It's like you guess a word and it's five letters and it's the same word every day mm. for everyone in like the whole world. Hmm. There's just one word. So it's kind of fun because you can guess the word and your friend will have the same word to guess, but you, you don't tell them what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? What was that? It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to do like a sound effect. Oh, just... Um... No. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a yes or no question, I guess. Yeah. Do you have one? No. Yeah. That was I don't know anyone. I know one person who does, but I feel like that's a pretty abnormal thing to have a hunch about. Yeah. I was about to say, that seems like, you yeah. know, you took some ayahuasca and went right. on a trip. Yeah. I don't have a secret hunch, to be quite honest. I don't know what I'm eating for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I don't remember what I ate for lunch yesterday. Ex- like. Exactly. <laughs> do yeah. you, do you have an idea about. Or any idea if reincarnation exists, what your life before was like? I think in another life I was Captain America. <laughs> no, in a past life with reincarnation, gosh, no. I've never thought in that way. Mm-hmm. But I do believe my future reincarnation will I'll come back like as a a tree on a mountaintop. That would be ideal. Yeah. Peak reincarnation yeah, is peak. tree on a mm-hmm. mountaintop. Yeah. Trees don't overthink things. They just no. they they be. They just be. They just be. I think that I w- was like a really good person in a past life. Mm. How's that going thus far? <laughs> <laughs> just because I feel like my life has gone it has turned out pretty well. Like I'm I feel pretty lucky. Mm. Um so I must have done something good. Must have. Um, okay, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. It could be surface level. Let's start out surface level because it gets deep. more and more deep. 
I was also thinking for a name, it would be called Deep Dive. Deep Dive with Abby. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like okay. that. Cute. Yeah. But not. Sexy? <laughs> no. <laughs> but not like hard hitting. Um, no, I, I like Deep Dive with Abby. Okay. Or ABR, but ABR is just like ABR is my media company. Oh right, 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 right. right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, deep dive is cool because it is, yeah, deep dive with Abby, and you're trying to, trying to go deep. deep yeah, I'm trying to get deep, 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 deep. deep. Um, I think <laughs> uh, number one, we really like stories and movies and TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I watch movies and TV shows all the time. I haven't oh, yeah. lately, which is, I felt deprived. Mm. But um, you just said that you were listening or you were watching Great British Baking Show like all day. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I did do that. that was, but well, uh, you don't count that as like film cinema. Yeah. Like I, I also, I actually felt really good because I, I used to watch, my God, maybe two, three movies a week. And I haven't lately, and I'm gonna try to get back into that because I miss it. Um, I just watched Walter Mitty for the first time. Mm. That was really nice. Secret Life of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a it's a good movie. It, I have it, my issues with it, but it was a nice experience though because I had heard the music uh, so much for my movie, and so that inspired it. And the whole just message of just like. I don't know. It's very easy to feel kind of trapped in your job and in LA mm-hmm. and in the city. And uh, I'm craving and missing that sense of adventure. So it was really nice. I hit the spot. Did you use the music as like temp music? A bit of temp music yeah. as well as I made a video of me traveling to uh, Alaska for the location Alaska. scout. Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Was that a proposal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I used the music for that, for that scout, which just, like, just was perfect, totally. And it felt really, really great. Um, yeah. Yeah, What? Uh, your turn, number two. Um, we are both very driven people, I think, in our, like, pursuits, and... We're probably both a little type A. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. We both probably overthink. Yeah. I would say so. Um, we both have light eyes. Mm. Yeah. Are your are your eyes blue? They're green. They're green? Yeah. Uh that's a that's a good one. I wanna think of more of these. These are fun. Hmm. Well the we'll have more opportunities to do it. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Soup's excited. Soups. Um, okay. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? my friends and family and like their health my dog's health i was gonna say my health your health yeah yeah feeling like if i wanted to go out and jog up uh, the side of a mountain right now i could yeah um (laughs) what i don't know if i could but that sounds hard (laughs) uh yeah it is a little hard but i i um yeah, like I'm excited. I'm going on a, a ski trip in a couple of weeks and I'm just so mm. excited because I know like I have really bad knees um, and I know there might come a time in my life where I can't do certain things because of my knees. So I'm mm. very grateful while I'm young to be able to run around uh, an adventure and like 
if yeah. I if I wanted to jump on a plane and go anywhere right now, I wouldn't have to worry about a wheelchair. I wouldn't, uh, you know, have to be confined to a hospital or anything like that. I guess, yeah, that's the number one thing I'm most grateful for because I neglect it all the time. And in many ways, every day I should wake up being, you know, just reminding myself there are plenty of people in this world who just don't have the same opportunities we both have because they just, their health isn't right. Mm-hmm. So... And it's usually just a game of luck. True. So. I agree. I don't care about the well-being of my family. Screw them. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> um, how I was raised. <laughs> you know, it's, it's. This is a tough thing because I, I almost don't like what if scenarios with changing the past because I don't want to like I don't regret anything because yeah. it's shaped so much of who I am. But if I had to pick something, I honestly just wish that we were able to communicate how we felt more growing up in a pretty hard set house with uh i don't know because at the same time though i'm very appreciative of the the angle which is just simply like like my both my parents gave us the mentality like no one really cares in the world in many ways like there there is a truth that i mean naturally your friends and family do care about you and they want the best for you but you know like your employer at the end of the day doesn't really care about you if you leave they're gonna replace you pretty quickly that kind of thing if you get hit by a bus they're gonna replace you pretty quickly um so I don't know. I just came from a very tough love background. And I consider myself somebody who is constantly learning to be a more emotionally intelligent human being. And I wish that simple psychology and human nature and emotions were talked about and better understood in my family. Um... God almighty, I hope they never hear this. <laughs> um, I might change my answer just so... I don't think anyone's going to listen to this. That's very true. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, because I think the world would be a better place if more people were emotionally intelligent. It's incredibly challenging. It's a very new science. Like, psychology's really only been around for 50, 100 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, th- fact check that. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I won't fact check anything. <laughs> That's, yeah, you're like, I don't care that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, I feel like I had a pretty good childhood overall. Hmm. Um, not a lot I would change. My mom's a psychologist and some like that was really great in some ways, but in other ways it's kind of like intense because I felt like I couldn't hide anything. Mm. She would just see it on my face or like, read into it and ask deeper, more intense questions than I wanted to talk about. And like when I was younger, I was angsty and I didn't want to do a lot of like introspection. Cause I'm sure in many ways, yeah. like you just, you felt confronted. Yeah. And then naturally you put up walls to be, you know, to defend yourself and yeah, protect yourself. That's tough. But now it's, it's different. So, I've heard that better. with with parents with with kids who had uh, parents who were in 
like therapy or psychology that it's a lot of analysis to the point of almost over analysis um takes away a little bit of the the mystery of life Mm -hmm. yeah take two minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible oh my god jeez I will set a timer. It says take four minutes, but I I don't want to do that. It's too long. Do I go first or you go first? I can go first or you can go first. No, you go first. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I was born and raised in San Francisco in the city Mm -hmm. and never moved. So like my parents bought the house that they still live in two weeks before I was born. And, um, then, and so that was like a really nice stable environment. And I have an older sister, three years older than me. And then we grew up just like going to national parks a lot and camping a lot. And, um, they helped me cultivate my creative interests from a very young age, like art, guitar, um, writing, stuff like that. And I went to an all-girls school from eighth, from kindergarten through eighth grade, which was really interesting. Um, and then I went to high school and then college at Middlebury in Vermont. Not because I wanted to like get really far away from them, but just because I wanted to experience something new. And mm-hmm. I knew I was going to move back to California afterwards. So I, I didn't want to like live my whole life in California. Hmm. And... That was really fun. I studied abroad in Prague and had a really like fun time clubbing a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, fun, wild time. And I traveled a lot. And then I moved to L.A. after I graduated and started working in the entertainment industry. And um, been here two plus years, I guess. Two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, now I work in post-production, which is cool and not something I expected to do because I didn't really know that existed as a job and like as a career path when I was in college. So, yeah, that's uh, basically it. What got you into clubbing in Prague? Was it just like <laughs> just a thing to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've been to Prague, and it was my favorite place to party. So fun. It's so fun. You and can it's club a really ev- every night of the week. Yes. And, and it's it, great. It also feels like a very safe, clean city, too, yeah. which is nice. I, I never felt... Well, there were a couple times where I felt unsafe, mm. but I never nothing ever bad... Nothing bad ever happened. I never even got pickpocketed, like, once. That's dope. In all of Europe when I was traveling, too. There you go. There were a lot of, like, drug dealers, though. Mm. It's fine. That's where it's at. They were like tried to get me to buy from them, but then they left. They left me alone. If I was like, no, really, yeah, wow, so nice. Uh, born and raised outside of Chicago, youngest of three uh, sons. Um, grew up kind of an awkward kid with not a lot of friends. Uh, stayed in like playing Legos and watching TV shows and movies endlessly. Um, Played a bunch of sports, eight years of football, four years of basketball, baseball. Uh, didn't really like any of those. Uh, then lacrosse in high school, loved that. Um, 
grew up always being kind of a hopeless romantic. <laughs> um, probably because I just I, I fell in love with movies because I was uh, I just wanted there to be more out of life, more meaning um, than the on a, the mundanity of the Midwest, I guess, um, and just everyday life. Uh, I like I want my day to day life to be an adventure. Uh, left Chicago to come to USC, which was an incredible surprise, um, considering I was a really bad test taker, but a really good uh, student. More like uh, I was I was basically the goofball class clown in all the smart classes, like all the AP and honors classes. Mm. So I was the dipshit with the smart kids. Um, and uh, while at USC, I really grew into myself. Like every every few years, I, I gained more friends and more friends and found myself more and more. Uh, discovered that I'm really good. Uh, I'm just a goofball. So I was like, all right, I'm going to embrace comedy. Um and then graduating, uh, I've been out of USC for five and a half years. I bounced all over the city, all over the place, different jobs, met a bunch of different people. And uh, now for the first time in my life, I feel like I've truly found out who I am. Aw. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That, Great. That Good timing, too. I am. I feel like I know so much more about you. Master of my craft. Do you actually? What? Do you actually feel like it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I learned a lot. Um, okay. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I don't know if this question is like superpower or like something that could happen that it's like a heightened ability. Peace. Inner peace? inner peace. If I could wake up tomorrow, I just w- wish I could wake up and just have inner peace. Mm. Okay. You know, be because uh, naturally, you know, you're like me. We're driven. We're type A. We can get yeah. shit done. We have our anxieties, our fears, our insecurities. About not getting shit done. Yeah. Enough. Not being not being enough. Yeah. I mean, everyone has that fear of not being enough. And uh, I've put so much value on like my value and who I am and my identity and all that stuff is what I'm, what I accomplish and what I achieve and how other people view me. But that's not at all what values me. I'm, I am of value. I am enough just by being present and in the moment mm-hmm. and, uh, and being my most honest self. And, um, yeah, also being a director, like I sit around and, daydream and imagine what could be and then try to control as much as I can to make that happen. Mm. There's a lot of chaos that ensues. And I think waking up with some peace in my mind and in my heart would be nice. I've definitely had it before. Peace. Yeah. Like inner peace of just like kind of accepting, not even through meditation. It's actually through a pursuit of a project. I just tell myself, like my motto is aim for the stars. You might land on the moon and ain't the moon still really freaking cool. So it's like pursue perfection. And if you come up short, amazing. That's still an incredible achievement. Um, and like another mind says, like, don't be too precious. Like life is really long and it's also really short at the same time. So, um, yeah, I think inner peace would 
allow me to just be incredibly present and mm. that's that in my eyes beats any superpower that you can get yeah. but if you say a superpower right now i'm sorry i mean my answer is gonna be really silly compared to this sure um <laughs> yours is a lot better um but i was just thinking the first thing that came to mind is like being able to know everywhere that i'm when i'm driving somewhere that i have a parking spot <laughs> 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 and then never getting stuck in traffic that's amazing so basically teleporting actually maybe that's it but i think driving is still fun and like having a car is fun mm-hmm. and i don't want to just say like flying because that's that's really basic yeah yeah and you're not a basic i'm not basic yeah. i like to drive and i like to know that i have a spot i think it takes away a lot of anxiety mm. I, I mean I, don't yeah. get me wrong i don't have parking here so yeah i'm constantly like all the time it's it takes up so much brain power i go yeah where did I park? It's stressful. Exactly. That's a good answer. I like that one. Thank you. It's a very yeah. LA answer. Um, I think it's a very uh, city answer. I mean, there mm-hmm. are plenty of cities that have a lot of. There are cars all over the world at me. There. Are, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know oh. if you know this. No, I didn't know no. that. Traffic no. also all over the world. And, and it's like I wouldn't want to move somewhere where there's no traffic because that sounds boring. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to move to like Nowhereville. Mm. in nowhere town you know (laughs) nowhere villain nowhere town yep Stay tuned for next week to see. Um, if you like this show, tell your friends, share it, get crazy with it. You can also follow me at AbsRosie on Instagram. Okay, bye.